Hello, welcome to the Be Gizzle podcast. Today I have one of my best friends, Erica. Hi. She is owner of First Page Marketing. Um, she's a guru at marketing. She's my like entrepreneurial like uh, coffee. I didn't have to explain it. Like whenever I need a recharge, I'll be like, let's go watch. Let's go for a walk. So tell what you do. Okay. First Page is a digital marketing agency and I am a partner. There are three owners and we are celebrating, about to celebrate our seventh year house. Yeah, it's like well, yesterday. I know. I know. It literally seems like yesterday. So we started, um, we started out as a, as a, just a consulting agency after we left our previous jobs. And Which was then- crazy. We all, that's a whole podcast in itself, but she left some crazy ass shit at her last company and then Two other people, um, Luke and Myra, that she worked with, came together and they started this company. And I think it's a beautiful story because it really, the company was created out of necessity um, for your own lives. Yeah. You wanted to get out of what you were in before and y'all were literally like forced forced to change. Yes. I will never forget it. I remember Erica's not a huge streaker, but when you get her out, she's a lot of fun. (laughs) But she legit was like... She was my neighbor. So she would go out with me finally. She was my neighbor. I'm like, that girl lives up there, but she rarely hangs out with me. And then when shit went down, I think you just needed to like talk it out. Talk it out. Yeah. It was, it was it very stressful. I think, you know, I don't even know that the three of us have ever talked publicly about what we went through and what happened. And yeah. I can you or there. Yeah, we can. We're not held by, we're not bound by any agreement. Um, and we didn't sign any confidentiality agreements with the previous owners. So yeah. But it was crazy. We were kind of forced off a ledge to start our business. We didn't know exactly yet. We knew we could do things for people in the business world. And we knew he was that Lucas was the head of marketing. I was the head of HR and Meyer was the head of finance at this previous organization. So we knew we could, we had the bones of a business. Yeah. It's a very dynamic trio. The, the, the SEO and the local SEO and the website um, building came from what we did at this previous company for our marketing budget. We spent all our money on SEO essentially. So that's where we knew about it. And that's how we, how we knew it would work. And that's the beginnings. And then we've been rolling ever since. We are now in almost 40 states. We have two Canadian partners. And it's just been, it's, it's been a great. She's learned so much from where she started to where she is now. I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah. I definitely taught myself. Yeah. Digital. Same. Same. And I think that's where we. Yeah. That's where we. That's where we are in sync with the other because we'll meet up and we are just figuring out as we go. We don't have to have it all figured out and no one really does. And all of that's just fake. Right. And you doubt you can fake it until you make it. It's true. Even it the is. largest organization. Do it in an honest, authentic way and you will be yes. able to visit and persevere and make it. It's the authenticity that sells it. If you know, if you're, there's no, I don't know. Like we see, we've had friends even. I've had friends that are not friends of an people I know, <laughs> um, try to make a business out of a quick, something that's trending. And that, it always done us down. No. Yeah. Or like I have people who are super invested in making everything very polished and then they never do it. So they are going to try and run ads very and they that, that, or, you know, or they're just going to get active on social media or they're just going to be in front of the it's camera. It's lingering forever. Right. Yeah. Right. There's one, there's like people, well, like me, I'm very impulsive. I'm not as impulsive as I am, but I'm very. You, I don't think you are. I mean, I think I get. I think I sit in the middle a little bit because I'm a control freak, for mm-hmm. sure. 
but I have that impulsivity, like, you know, to, I do, I am impulsive. You were better about working out and stuff. I wasn't working out as much as you were. She was good about like partying, then she would walk and I think that's why I was really getting into like podcasts back then. I was really trying to like do like, I was trying to figure out how it was going to balance building that business with just the, at the time it was just three of us. So we were building websites, managing clients that were doing payroll. We were at that point doing a lot of other services just to pay the bills. So I think like learning at that time, I thought surely there's a way to balance it all. Surely all these people have it figured out. Like, you know, the ones you watch, they're all, they have it figured out. And I think what I realized in seven years, nobody has it figured out. No. And the more I give myself grace, I and know don't that think they're okay. Because of, well, I think it's because I think people are getting more authentic now than they used to. I, I, I think because they're tired of putting on like the filters and, and makeup. So there's been this like wave of like social media where we all, and we were a part of that, like a part of hosting. Cause I remember you were paid into social media when the marketing company first started. And I went to you for help with social media. You would come like bar drawing. All about showing the perfect pictures and only the way filter and oh, yeah. the same filter sure. and have it all match. And this looks like this. To be honest with you, I'm over it. I post because. I enjoy seeing my community on there and I'm done with how many likes I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm done with the Instagram algorithm. I think you and I both kind of just gave up on it a long time ago because it's like, I truly believe that in the social media world, it's still the law of attraction still applies. 100%. And I did. There was like one point where my business page took off and it went from like 700 followers to 4,700. I'm making this up, but it was somewhere in that numb crazy increase. And I, I posted a first person and it was like, and, and I didn't follow anyone that I did interact. I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm doing, I'm literally just being selfish and posting and not interacting. Ha ha. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like some getting comments. So it didn't mean anything. And then there was like a stopping place. And I was like, I don't know, just recently, I was like, I remember thinking that like, I don't have to, I'm just going to post for a business because it was a task I was doing because I had to do it. And then when I needed an interaction back I w- and it stopped I was like why did it stop and then something dawned on me where I was like well I guess I never really interacted with others how can I expect anyone to interact with me if I'm not interacting with them on there so I right. authentically like find the people I make interactions it's all just a thing like you make interactions outside of the in the world yeah and I mean we follow each other right so if their tell- friend tells them and their friends follow them you I bought Lori Yard's book. I reached out to her. She actually reached back out to me. So, and then it's dawned on me. It's like, these are authentic interactions. And that is what social media was starving of for so long. Yeah. And now we have it again. And that's the highest return on your investment. It's going to be an authentic reaction. You doesn't, you can post. If you have five people like your authentic post, all five people buy, that's, that's better than spending hours on a marketing campaign that's dedicated and money and Facebook that means nothing. We're not know-it-alls. We're just speaking from our experience. And it's like better to have those five followers that were authentically yours that will genuinely follow you and care about what you have to say. Stay with you. 200 followers that you got for some crazy giveaway or whatever. Like I still do the giveaways because you do catch some good with it. It's good to like cross-pollinate. But but it's just like just get on there, be you, let yourself shine. You know, you're, if you don't, if you're not a corporate company, I think it's really hard to do it once you cross over into corporate. I think it's just like uh, deciding 
when you're a small business owner and you're trying to decide that where you're going to put all of your money, because you only have so much for your marketing budget, it's like deciding what time is going to be most valuable for you. If you like social media and you're really good at it and it's going to be and you're going to be authentic and drive that relationship that I think the investment is there. But if you're not, then there are a lot of other things you can be doing and spending less time on just posting, you know, your yourself, your genuine self. Yes. If that makes sense for you, your your business. And I think, I mean, my biggest help is um, my community, like my community of women and in within my area but also like my community through b10 Mm -hmm. um you know that like the people you surround yourself with the podcast that you listen to the books you read it all i mean if you don't like reading books listen to an audiobook that's what i always say like when we hire new employees and they're always like well how did you get how did you learn about local seo like well First, I just tried to find out who the top people were in the field. And then I tried to align myself with people that have the same values as me mm-hmm. because SEO is so spammy. And there are a lot of people in the world or in the industry that are just not like me, you know. Mm-hmm. So listening to them and their business tactics or their how they grew their agencies or any kind of business development didn't seem right, you know. So I had to find what those three here. It's not how do you want to do it. It yes. wasn't. I need a more intuitive, like something I'm, you know, I feel like more empathetic and have an emotional intelligence. So in sales or in, you know, digital marketing, I don't want to be that pushy, spammy, mean either. Sell nothing. And so all, all that money. slow to grow, but I I, I actually all like I yeah, same. I also, which is the path we chose with our businesses. It's just the hardest path. It they don't they know because I feel like they grow and then there's this hard stopping point. And it's so expensive and they raise all this money and there's all this debt. Like, is it though? And then they sell it and then it goes up. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. One, one of my rolling a trends when we started oh, first change, we got the LLC from the state and got all the shit. And I was like, oh, we're the shit. We're going to be the best. We're going to be the biggest. We joined all the networking groups. We joined the chain. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, he was like, he had just started a business over in Charleston. And he was like, you know, just remember. I know you're excited and you're apt to get all this shit done this year, but it's going to go slow and you want it to go slow. So just slow your roll. It's not all going to happen at once. Don't get frustrated. Don't give up your ambition. Don't ever change that. <laughs> Thank you. But I, it was hard to like manage, like, how do you compare? And then nobody's honest. So then, you know, like me, you could be totally honest about our businesses and say where we are, monetary, you know, how we're doing and that sort of thing. But every other business is like networking groups. Yeah. It's just like this fake, like, we're doing so great. Everything's so great. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, we're great too. God, how yeah. everybody's so great. And, and we are. And the biggest, and that's why I'd love to follow the people. I don't use these sayings all the time, like the Jasmine Stars. I wish I could articulate like Jasmine Stars. If you were listening to yeah, the people who are just. House, she could say like, she would have said everything that we have just said in one five, second. I mean, she's so good. She's, and she's quick, dude. I love her. So if anybody and out there. We have trouble finding our words. I don't know. We just are who we are. We're Southern as hell. <laughs> that was my, my, one of my employees was like, just make sure you don't sound like a hick tonight. <laughs> no, it's, we're, we're Southern. Actually, I am who I am. We are Southern women and we're in a Southern town. Um, one of the most popular Southern towns in the South, Savannah, Georgia. And we have the coolest women in this town. I'll say it over and over and over. We town. do. We're the coolest. Mo- we have just on this street. So many entrepreneurs. It's, it's us uh, in in an award winning 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not just like small businesses that don't get like, in it. Um, bag it's designers, like, uh, clothing designers, uh, Cortland. Oh, how would you describe her? Home decor designer. Yeah, all of the carpet yeah. clothing and print designer. I mean, great stuff. Shum. Was like, uh, yes, great. Beth, Beth, um, Brinker and Savannah, very crazy. All of our, it's pretty, yeah. I, 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 real estate to, I mean, there, and then Anita, what just saw Anita, Anita's a yacht design, like she's an interior designer for yachts. No one even knows about her because it's not something that you, there's a storefront, but we have an amazing group and I just get to like walk down town and just run into these women on a regular basis. I'm truly grateful there needs to be like, I know we're talking about we will. There's we've well, got to talk something, about some publication written about like women who have interest in being an entrepreneur just need to walk through downtown and meet these women. I was inspired early on by Mary Liz and Emily. There should be an Emily. It was more dry. I don't too many Emily's, but we have, uh, you know, like we've talked about, we've talked about this over and over because I know it's our destiny and I know it's what we're called to do because, like, it's something we decided way back when I'm at I so excited. And you're like, yeah. uh, so if you don't know, I'm do you have a real estate license too? I met a broker named Beth, and even though BTN is my passion, um, uh, with the bank would give me a loan. I got her real estate license and I still do it because I love working with Beth and I love what she's about. I love what she stands for. She's creative. She cares about curating an area that it's worth it. She's an eye. Exactly. But she doesn't, she doesn't put things at places just to put them there. She knows up integrity. She does business with integrity. And I feel like that's how all of our, all of these women we've been talking about. Everybody is doing such a good job. I think she does is pretty dang cool. Yeah. Like if you bring such a, you know, a, uh, artist, she's very, she has an artistic vibe. So it brings, like she brings that in the real estate um, investments, either she does or the investment group she works with. She's definitely brought a lot of value to Savannah. Um, and one time when I first started working for her, I remember we went to her house and drank way too much. It was amazing. And I remember, I, 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 I you know, my best story of her is she's the greatest resource to sit down with and talk Absolutely. about business. But I also talk about she does it because she just is like that's one of the big commercial broker, and it's because she's not trying to do it herself, but she really is so creative and she's so invested in making Savannah better or making the area where in the wherever investing their time at all thing. I heard someone recently said that office was dying because of COVID, but now actually people are wanting community again, so office is coming back, and there's no office space. So with the new investors that we are working with in Starlin, um, they, the upholstery building is going to close soon. Really? Very first listing. Do you remember that? She listed that. In and I rolled my commission into the deal. So I have a small ownership in it. That's amazing. First, and that's, I know what that space is going to be, I think. So it's going to be retail on the bottom and then we're going to do office on the top because we get called oh, okay. in the yeah. center block in the behind it, the center block building that's kind of funky. Yeah, and it may or may not be a bar, but it will be a cool bar. Yeah. So that was something I put my time and energy into five. This is something say I put my time and energy into this property or into this idea five years ago. And the man that owned the property wanted too much money for the property. And I said, I'm going to this is how I do real estate. I was like, well, it's his baby. His family's in this property. His business is inside this property. He utilizes it for his business. I'm going to respect him and not tell him what the... He doesn't care about Savannah. He's not even from here. So I just kept in touch. 
had that listing for five and a half years. Then you finally see And you know, the market finally caught up with its price. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so now he's like, oh, God. And and now I'm a part owner in the property. So patient, patience. I have a hard Beth time. Beth always says, wait is great. I know. Oh, I was that's my, my friend Lindsay, he was like, just patience because it's going to go slow. Oh, yeah. Over there. Yeah. Forget. He's like, it's going to go a lot slower than you think it is. And I was like, man, not our business. It's not going to go that slow. I think the pride of having your own business for those that have the itch, I think the pride with it, it's, it, it didn't pay us. I mean, we went without getting paid, getting paid nothing. I'm still back to like, I'm, I'm slacking back. I always, my business is seasonal. My, my, um, beat tan, my sunless tanning company. So this time of year, I slack back on what I pay myself, um, just to let the company do its thing. Um, but I, you, like you, there were, I was doing it for free, legit for a, at, at least two years. Yeah. And loving every second of it. Yeah. Thank God I had, you know, money with real estate and other things. Working like 12 or 20, like working 12 hours, going into the office, working all day long. Not, I mean, in the beginning, not only was I selling something that I didn't understand, so I had to spend half the time selling and, and half the time then learning to feel confident mm-hmm. enough to sell. Because, you know, before you could, full, before, I can't sell anything unless I can stand behind it. And I needed to fully understand it to be able to stand. I'm a big p- picture person. So I got to know, like, like the big And she learned. Like, I, I learned about business while she was learning. I benefited from just hanging. And we would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about and just ideas. And sometimes we would be like, you know what? That needs that. Sometimes it would just be like nonsense. Just nonsense. Um, imagination. But at least we had an outlet. We were so creative. Yeah. Well, because when you're learning, I think it's really important to. When you're learning, I think it's really important to use that energy. Don't stay in the box that you're in. You never know what's going to happen from some of those million ideas that we had along we call on our we we have a spreadsheet where we have all these ideas for and names for we could call it names for groups and names for billion leg ta- <laughs> like it's like putting a million legs on a table so that it can stand flat like it's like that idea that just keep putting ideas in there some of them most some of them will work out well i mean that's how we started our company we did everything we ran payroll we did like it, we would hire for people we were only working in the health industry and then we got to like and it ended up salons yeah salons now we're in the beauty industry big time and then in the eye doctor world locally we are with a lot of local service provide anybody that has a, an address really that provides a service either at a person's house where you go and you're either giving them spray tan or putting roof on their house or someone comes to your office it's just so nice to say you know what being a business owner is hard growing this company has been freaking hard like every day being a positive leader in your company is hard all right, let's take a break and then we'll come back. My biggest thing in the beginning was learning how to listen to my like inner and intuitive, like you're rusted and know and trust it and know. Like, you know, that feeling you get when you're doing something that's not going to work out. Like, you've taken the job or if you're previous, I it was going to be bad. Right. Who's more advanced in whatever yeah. area they're advanced in than you? There are those feelings that are like, no, 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 don't do that. Like, like you want to yeah. do it. How many times have I done something somebody told me to do? And I knew that it wasn't right for my business, but I did it because they didn't work. Right. I ever ordered yeah. half thousand lotions I couldn't sell? Oh, yeah. See, yeah. I Because you're just like, mobby or going. I think it also comes from like that kind of that imposter syndrome that we all, like I struggle with so much. 
And that like, obviously, if they're an expert until they know more than me. So obviously, I know nothing. And I need to not listen to my inner voice and not listen to like the actual knowledge that I do know. And I'm just going to do what they tell me to because they're smarter than me or they're older than me or that whatever. It is. They've been in the, they, they, in the industry longer. Or they just speak better. I, I find That's myself, so you know, like you just like, I'm not a business owner, but yet I've owned a business for seven years. Do you really think I got social media, got that I did everything he told me to? Yeah. What was his? Yeah. I'm going to say his name. <laughs> but he, he seems yeah. like a professional. And I think he was in his own right with what he Man, it was a good salesman. I, I was so annoying when people have such been salespeople but they know all they're doing is I had my first retail product was right after the lotion and he said that he could put it in influencers hands because he did he had an influencer networks yeah that's right and he said that he could sell it I didn't know at the time I didn't look into who were who his influencers were I just saw how many followers they had and he had 20 30 of them that were willing to try BTM push BTM right I didn't have to give them any percentage or anything. I sat down with him and another large, very large company owner in Savannah, um, who's military base. <laughs> um, I sat down with his, his again, this is, they're very successful in their own right, but had nothing to do with self-tanner that they do not. <laughs> but they, what, they wanted I, to help they so much. People I had access to in Savannah that were successful and I listened to them. And they weren't trying to steer me wrong, but what I didn't know that I do now was I didn't understand how to see what they're, I didn't know with the influencers that they were setting me up with that I didn't know to you didn't know that, their followers. Right. Were. And you didn't know the questions to ask. At all. And you hire the person you like to have the service. Like it's I all the stuff. Yes. And order yeah. 5,000 units of a product I'd just come out with because I had to. I took out a loan. The bank wouldn't give me a loan. Half of it was a real estate transaction. The other half of it was a loan. Yeah. And then it sat there. And not only, it's not like it sat at office. Back then I was working out of my home. Sat in your living room. It sat there and I steered at it every day. And I'm so thankful for that now. And let me, this is, but this is not that long ago. This is five years ago. Yeah. It's kind of a long time ago though. Five years. It seems like yesterday that I lived there. Yeah, I know. And we had so much fun there. But the... There's, but the, I'm so grateful for that now because staring at that product sitting on my living room floor, yeah, and not being able to push it, and all of that mailing, and not only that, I like paid this, yeah, I paid these for people sure. for their assistance, and I was just drowning. But I'm so grateful for that now because that made me find other ways to sell it. I got a, my first wholesaler in Savannah, yeah. You knew what question I had to ask if well, you ever were going to do referral or, um, or, you know, referral marketing or, or. So that's what I learned. You I also learned ways to push product that you need to get rid of. Right. Yeah. I think that's another thing, like remembering that when we fail, you're not failing. You're just learning. Money. Learning how to keep your business going. You're learning. And how many people, and I'm not putting anybody down because sometimes you just don't have the energy or the mindset for it. Your energy is better used in other ways in life mine is all like that <laughs> i looked at that product like i did this and i love this product so much how who can i find like me and who i could find like me were the people spray tan so then i started finding more spray tanners and i knew that my value was in 
the experience I had with knowing how to spray tan. And then I was able to push it to every spray tan. I never would have picked up retail products like that. Like I never, and then fast forward to COVID and everything is shut down and thank God I had a retail product to see how back. Thank you about product. all failures. I would have never started first page if the FBI had never raided. Our- oh, yeah. You know, like we would have never, I don't think I ever thought of myself as an entrepreneur. Like growing up, did you ever say, oh, I'm a business, like I'm going to be an entrepreneur? Well, I, I didn't think I, that was me. I didn't think, I thought that was people with like, money or I just know I didn't know it was that and see I didn't know it was possible I didn't think that I that was me but yet I was in a business club in high school and me and my sister had a jewelry business you know always you were always hustling though there was always a side hustle or something that you were putting your minds together so and then when but even when so after me and my sister had our jewelry business in college we got jobs and moved off in my worst moment in healthcare, when I was so like, you know, like that corporate nine to five, just like the, everything's over my head. I can't think of doing, I never thought, you know what? I can just quit all this and start my own business ever, which like I was so, it was so awful. My, I, my previous life, I'm so thankful for first page and the FBI and everybody that ended the previous year yeah. because like so I was so good at I didn't even see all the opportunities. So now I think it's great to like be able to tell people. And you really are opportunity line. Oh yeah. 100%. And she's working her tail off. It's not like and it we doesn't are, feel we like we're on that yacht one day. Shoot. Yeah. But um I look at Missy, my podcast racer, because she always talks about a yacht. Um <laughs> of so, but I truly believe that because I truly believe that we we weren't gifted this energy. To come out, it's not like we were like, we won a lottery check. It's not like we're that company that like took off every day. Yeah. We have put the grit and the grind in our businesses. We've made the bad decisions. We've made the bad decisions. Those have happened and they will happen again. And I think that's why we're the best to hire. Yeah. Because we can help others. Yeah. Well, I think also you're... Because how many times you're the I intelligence always to help others. I mean, it's people who... One in particular, people who never really had to grind, like they had a leg up and I put people, Savannah's a weird place. So there are a lot of people who were like, how like trust fund. It's a very small population with a very high average income for certain populations, I would say, because on average, it's a very low income. Exactly. But- I think that it's just a, it's a special place where things exist or families exist. I don't, I'm being, I grew up just south of Atlanta and even up there, like the idea of moving back to your hometown, no one moved back to, yeah. you know, but in Savannah, everybody comes back to Savannah, even if they went to Eugene. I mean, like, and people still like at 40 years old, you know, the people, the families that were thriving, there are thick family ties here yes. in our town. So, there is a good old boy network. So when you have to break through consistently, which we are, she's on record calls. <laughs> we are. Well, the women in the sale have really proven it. Absolutely. Because at the same time, while we can name all those women business owners, I can only name a handful of men that I respect that own businesses here in Savannah. So there's that. There's that. I like that. I do like that. I mean, think about it. We don't want to name them out loud, but like, you know, you only know it. There aren't that many. We don't hang out with a crew of dudes that own this. And the, although we do, Pat. And the ones that we can name 
really have started it on their on their own oh, as a non-Savannah local or, you know, it wasn't a family inherited business or right. aim or right. Um, yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I think Savannah is super magical for business. I never thought about that until now. Like why there should be a major. It's easy to network here. If you get, it, it, like you get in and you really want to get gritty and get in it. But what in my experience, and I don't know this to be a fact, but in with my experience in Savannah, the women are beautiful and magical and wonderful. And the people Thank that I looked up to welcomed me with open arms. Emily McCarthy, Elizabeth um, from Satchel, um, Mamie Ruth, Emily, like the list, uh, Libby. Um, Libby's a, a mother, but she's a fabulous photographer. Amazing. Yeah. And she um, is a mom first, but I'm telling you her photography is unbelievable. But tab someone. Um, artistic and creative look at you and give you a compliment. They've always been my biggest cheerleaders and it's just been a ripple effect. And I think because of their energy, they attract that energy. And, and Savannah just has this crazy cool network of women that are truly supporting the other. Authentically, truly supporting the other. And I don't think you'd find that as much with men in the South. And even though we're, that's our bit, you know, it's just well, they have different. their land network, but it's different. It's different. Yeah. It's just different. I think we're filling a need or we're filling a hole that needs to be filled here, especially in this town. And then the opportunity to exist here on a level that's larger than maybe another town with the same population size, because our population size is pretty small. I think it's like only 150,000. I don't know what we're going to do with all the growth between the Hyundai dealership and the growth from that's like more. Bryan County is about to be. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be. That's the only place to go. Poor. Yeah. Can't even get in there. They, it's crazy. So Savannah is thriving. So I feel so and change. grateful and lucky that, you know, so blessed that I started a business here. I'm so, I will say it. I'm, I will say it forever. I'm so grateful for the community. You know, it's bartender to business owner. And I was really welcomed with open arms. The only person that got in my way was me. <laughs> always your son yeah i think that, that that is like that that's a great line mm-hmm. well it's true it's the truth it's always yourself that keeps you from doing whatever it is you know like showing up authentically and being able to like do things authentically takes a little bit of courage and you just have to do it you know you just have to like get out of your own and way you're not always going to get welcomed with open arms right but, but you also have to be brave so you also cannot go somewhere and expect people to just embrace you without you kind of opening yourself up a little bit. So you can't have your arms crossed in the corner, expecting people to come up to you and network or talk. Like, you know, I know it's how hard you're working. Nobody right. knows what's going on behind the curtains. Right. And if, as long as you can keep that in your mind about everybody else as you're doing what you're doing, then you can show up and you can do what you need to do and tell and if your story or something. I think a good. I would say I'm an introvert. I could see that. Yeah. I'm for sure. Absolutely. I think I'm like an introvert. I'm like halfway. I'm like, I have my introverted moments. Yeah. But then it all depends. I also, my business, I see everyone I get into. So I think I have a little bit of like, huh. Hey, when they tell you to, uh, like, if you're scared or nervous doing this podcast, you're just 
Just like there's any naked. Like, here's the, an action. Here's the honest to God truth. I don't know right. what anyone looks like naked because I've seen so many naked people. So rest easy, my feet. Associate from the edges. But I'd say I'm like half introvert, half extrovert. And it's, um, I'm also like half, I'm, ha- I'm half and half on a lot of things in life. I'm a very confusing human. But I did see really good advice or just read really good advice from, um, Jamie Kern Lima. We love her. her. She was saying like she's an introvert, but she like um she'll come out whatever. I don't remember exactly what she right. said. But I think the best advice was she tagged along with someone who wasn't. Right. And um Emily Bardrow was that for me. She'll like she's an extrovert. She she's not afraid to talk to people. At, uh, yeah. And she she'll ask questions. Right. She that you want to ask, but you're just like, yeah. So, and I'll always appreciate that about her. Absolutely. Oh, Mary Liz has to. Mary yeah. is a scare. Yeah. You know, they're very like bold when they walk into groups. And I get it because their business started on this street before businesses were, all were on this street. Yeah. And they had to put their self out. And neither one of them like born and raised here. Right. And, and and to so Savannah and I sometimes is uh could I I guess like I think they changed it. I mean I'm giving them the credit where credit is due. I think they changed yeah. a lot of the way women interact with each other downtown Savannah that are business hundred percent. And I think they deserve that. So I think people they make like, Savannah oh. is clicky or can give Savannah this idea because of the reputation or the way it may look from the outside, but. When you're in the moment, because I'll have, you know, for instance, just other people say, well, you know, talk about our friend group as being a cold friend, or I'm like, you're just looking at it from the outside because there's no way, no one in one that has like pushed you away. I think it's just intimidation. I mean, how many times do I get intimidated? I get intimidated by someone who grew up in a different, um, I'm always in a lifestyle that I did growing up because I grew up pretty broke. Um, and I put them, I myself put them on a pedestal. They're they're people. People right. are people. They're more different. People. Everybody's story is different, which in line gives you a you know it gives you your story, changes your view on life. I think being I don't know why people when we decided to hide our stories. You know, like the reason me, Luke, and Myra have not talked about our story. Why are we hiding our story? Because that's a that's right. like a, such an inspirational story. Your story of you know your story is inspirational as well because it makes everybody that out there realize, oh, I can do something like that. It would have made me myself it's back in that day when I didn't know what I was going to do. Be like, oh, if she can do something like this, then I can damn near do anything that I. Yeah, want. It makes all the hard for me. It makes the hard path here, which hell, I'm still on a path. And it's still hard. Like, yeah, I love hard. It's just different. It's a different kind of hard. There's a different. But the things, um, it's like, I've said this on another podcast. It's like that Miley Cyrus song. There's always going to be another rounding. I always going to have to clap. And that, and like, as a business, that I wish I could eat. Don't Miley. I need to write Miley. I to write Miley be like, I wish it just be on. And I know it probably was written about her music career. Because the words of that song. I listen to on a hard day because there is always going to be another round and you're always going to like there is it everyone out there is lying if they're like I made it no no one that's why I'm always I'm always interested in in like finding out who people I think are super successful are making like and then when I talk to them and they tell me they're not making it I'm like oh 
Here's another one. Like, yeah, another story of where we've built up these people to be these things that they are totally not. Even in like the when you become a vendor of a large organization, when like we partnered with L'Oreal and then we realized that L'Oreal, this multi-billion dollar international company, um, the parent company to the to the L'Oreal company, maybe you buy mascara from too, Mm -hmm. that they are just like, you know, running their business just like we're even less technologically advanced. Because we're from town. There is no, okay, I figured this out. Let's stay here. I think the people who say, I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it in commercial real estate. The people that say, we figured it out. This is what's working. Let's stay here. And they don't pivot and they don't change. It's like, that's why the IRS is the way it is. Because they made it one time. And then they were like, oh, I don't even talk about them. They never pivoted and changed. (laughs) They pivot and changed all (laughs) Oh my God. Do they? I kind of feel like y'all gave you the launch. I don't remember. Don't you remember growing up and hearing this idea? Yes, they just said, "Why did I not hack?" Yeah, yeah. You can just write everything off. So I went to my accountant and I'm like, "We can just write everything off." And he was like, "There's, yeah. there's no writing anything off." Now you know business. There is no writing anything off. It all has to be like tracked to someone. I get in trouble all the time for like paying via Venmo. And they're like, oh, "Please stop it. We have to have their information." And I'm like. It's a fring off. I'm that, I'm that person. I'm like, they did this for me. Like, why do we have to have all the information? It's a wash. Like, they owed me. I owed them. It's gone. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, don't yeah. it that way. But I did it today. But yes. I've been married to someone today. I'm not supposed to Venmo. But I do it all the time. Put it onto the universe. Venmo's okay, IRS. <laughs> it's just the easiest. Like, you have something break at the office. The guy shows up. Yeah, it was a payment. All right, we can talk about this really fast. Forms of payment are so frustrating now. Venmo was the first, probably. PayPal was actually the first first. First first, probably. And I like PayPal. It's protected. I know. I I charge a weird percentage and you can't really catch it. My thing with Venmo, though, is just like that all it is is transferring money back and forth between bank accounts, but the IRS means that you can actually just set up your bank account or, well, I guess I, I see people do it with their loved ones, like their spouse or something. They, oh, yeah. You're like, that. You know, well, you, and I'll so keep that note. Venmo is like kind of like social media and it's public. Like, I think some people don't oh, know. OMGs. That's the thing they don't know if that their transactions are public. Well, they they may not make. And then you can make all private. I do it all the time. Public. Because I forget to like that is weird. It's like, who do you want to see? And also, I can go look up your name and see all your Venmo trends. That's super weird, it right? It is super weird. And also, Stop just it. adding another oh, another way to, like, figure out what we're doing. It's like Dateline. I don't know why anybody tries to commit a crime anymore. There's a corner on every play after paint a hooker on Venmo. Yes, definitely. 100%. Publicly. With the yes. eggplant emoji. <laughs> That's when I think about those state farms. Is it state farms? You can't like Google. Then I bet you can. I've never tried. Google and cheaters. People find their spouses cheating. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're dumb and don't realize that they can I'm make it. I'm coughing. I am um, sick. But I'm still pushing forward. Okay. On that note, pushing forward. Yes. I want to, at the end of this episode, I'd like to encourage my spray team partners. They are. For me, it's family. They're my community. Um, they are the me's. They have a spray tan business. They wanted to thrive. They wanted to grow. 
Okay. So Erica is a master at salon marketing. Yeah. And um, I have used her for my local business and for my company many times in the last seven years since she's opened her, her open, started her company, opened her company, started her company. And I can't think of anyone better to inspire, you know, whether they have been with me. I think the, the oldest spray tan partner is four years old. So they're all still very new. Yeah. And a lot, and they've dealt with COVID. So we're this community. So they started right right before COVID. And then then a lot signed up during COVID, but I'd say like 30 to 50, I don't remember the number was pre-COVID. Then COVID hit. So we've been through a lot. Now we have about 250. And I'd say like, sorry, my nose is so right. Um, I'd say that we, I'd say that, Half are super active and the others are like, this is like trying to their parts. So. Yeah. Or like it's fun part time. Like they have a oh, love that job and they love spray tan and it is a fun. So it's, it's, um, but it's full on. So the ones that are full on who like, you know, know that I have a brick and mortar now and they see that and Savannah's legit six figure. It's a six figure spray tan business. Yeah. Um, we hit six figures in May. But so like we're doing well. Yeah. Um, and I would like to teach that, like what, just to hear it from someone else, we have it in the training, but you know, you can get lost in all the training that goes with like the spray tan side of it, the business side of it. Yeah. What, first of all, what can, advice can you give to the girl just signing up? We have someone in Massachusetts on it this week. Okay. I would, the first thing I would do would be establish their Google business page. Which she signed up for where we do that for them. Okay. Tell her how um, so magical that is. I was saying that's your number. That's your number one. Google was the number one search engine used, regardless. Like you don't even get in the weeds thinking about the other search engines because you want to focus on where all the traffic is. Most of the traffic is dominated first, right? I just so, like Google something, right? Yeah. So, so you want to make sure that on your Google business page, all all your stuff is good, everything's good, and then you want to work to increase its ranking. So. A Google search engine results page, like if I were to say spray tan Savannah, Georgia, at the top, you're going to see a couple of ads. Then you're going to see the Google, the map section, which shows three people usually on it. Uh-huh. And that map section has its own algorithm. So that section algorithm is dependent upon three things. They're your relevancy to the person's search, your optimization of i think it's like the optimization of the profile it's like less weighted and then your rank your rating score so your your review score whatever that is or it's your proximity the third one is your proximity so google uses like how close you are to the searcher how much your business um is related to that person's search and then how many reviews you have or your rating is the most important so that's weighted the most proximity so a maps anything on a maps apple maps um anywhere anything where you're going to be have a map show up up for is 10 if you pick the second package the first package we try to teach you how to do that Uh, yeah i want to yeah it's hard that's not hard but if you want to take on the task we'll teach you out of the second one we do it all for you but we can't do the reviews we can't do the reviews, but we also, we can set up the people in my business that got you, but you still have to have the address. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to have like, 
And like, there are all kinds, you don't have to have a moment. They were been dryly picky where they were like sending the postcard and then doing, you had to do like this thing, this 360. Sometimes they'll make you verify your business with video. Sometimes they make you verify with documents. Sometimes they'll make you do shit and they just send you a postcard with a code on it and you do it. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, we'll call you with a code and immediately verify your business. It depends on your industry. We have lawyers that go through maybe a more strict process. Someone like that's coming to your house to rekey your house. They have to go through a more strict process to verify their business. But the, the biggest part about it is it's frustrating because you as the new business owner have no idea how to get You're learning how to do all this other stuff and you're like, wait, why, how, why right. at all? And so, so you can choose between being a service area where you go to people, like if you're a mobile spray tan business and you're going to go serve someone. You could hide your address on Google Business and you can say all in, you know, I got, I have people who will get their home address verified. We got your home address verified. Mm-hmm. So they'll verify our, yeah. And am I having a work? No, it's not easy. Business addresses are recognized better. You don't want to use UPS addresses because sometimes UPS PO box will oh, like you or US. Yes. Yeah. So you don't want to have a PO box necessarily, but if you can like rent, like, my building on the third floor, they used to rent a mailbox. So you got like that address and you got that mail delivered there. And if you can find a place like that, that's a real commercial address. So so you could do that. So I would say making sure that all of your information, there's a lot of stuff that you can put on your Google business profile. There are offers that you could, it's kind of like social media. You can put an offer up for a full month that you're going to do, you know, complimentary, suck, you know, I don't know, whatever with a spray tan or maybe they're going to get a follow-up or something you can do offers and posts and google looks at that information from your profile and will actually rank you higher for someone searching for your services so that's like the google map section so you have the ads at the top of the google search then you have the map with the three listings we call it the three pack Mm -hmm. you want to rank there and then you have the organic below it so I would say if you're very first starting out, ranking organically is hard. Getting, if you want to run ads, you can. But the, the biggest thing would be get reviews. Get reviews on your Facebook. That's the first thing. Easy. Like get your friends. Set up your Facebook page. Um, Facebook page. It's Google doesn't have like this like super strict terms of service for leaving reviews either. So you can, and it's you can, anybody that knows your business can leave your review on Google. It's not like Yelp. So Yelp is like ridiculous. Don't go there. Don't try and work that system. They're awful. But Google, your mom can leave your review saying that, you know, this is a great person. Yeah. I know you. I can work. Anybody who's worked with you, vendors, other parts, or at least anybody can leave you a review there like start getting a whole bunch of reviews and then start getting regular reviews. That's what you want to do with your Yeah. And not too much in one day. They don't like, right. They don't like that either. And then, you know, you don't know, like others, like what about you can God? the value in BTAM with the BTAM partners? Like we do, we set up the Google My Business page. I will say setting all of that up on your own is the most, it's the biggest thing I have. We have people call our office all the time to just eat that service and we don't provide that service. So there's a, so just tell me this, uh, based on your opinion in the salon business, and this is going to my BT official Instagram page, Erica, based on your salon marketing and your, you know, your expertise, how valuable is it that BTN for $2,700 sets up, they get a spray tan kit, they get their Google My Business set up, they get a website, and we we start the process of their booking system. But, I mean, it would be, it's huge. 
first, if they were to go price that out, and that's what you should do in your sale is show a comparison of what if they were to go have a brand who built website. Yeah, but we all know who that ends. That's always the worst idea. If you're you're talking about the business that's gonna make six figures, you wanna make six figures in two years because it's doable. It's completely it or even at, I mean, you know, it's doable. You work hard to do things the right way. You don't wanna skimp on things that are the most important in in this day and age. It used to be in real, I mean, and it still is in real estate. Your physical location is important, but now it's like, where are you digitally? And are you going to be able to get yourself there by yourself? If you're not, then you need to hire experts in the industry. And if you're, if you have an opportunity to join a certification program where they're thinking about digital marketing, when you can think on a level that probably nationally, there aren't that many that also include the digital marketing piece. Like it's like, I would, and I, I we're thawing it based on what I, the mistakes I've made from my purse. So it's a spray tan business. It's studying a spray tan business that yeah succeeded, failed, succeeded, or started, failed, came back, succeeded, and skipping the steps and keeping up and pivoting with the current. Right. Current so I think like, if you think about like somebody who is going to start a spray tan business, they decide that's what they want to do. Maybe they're maybe they're are they're in a salon, or maybe they're doing who hey, they want to add an extra revenue stream. Mm-hmm. You can definitely know that their expertise is not in digital marketing, and they do not right. know. And it took hours to learn this stuff, and it is so confusing that when you read the first blog that you're going to read, you're going to have more questions that will lead you down a hole. So I think it's more about like, how much time do you have? So what do you want to do? Do you, Where you're you interested in it? And yeah, exactly. You should put your time into the service and getting involved in your Right. And hire the experts or be a part of something that's invested in, like that has the expertise there already. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's so hard to, because I was obviously at Sunless Tanning Company first. It's so hard to explain how how valuable that part of the company is the the digital aspect of it and i think it's hard for us to explain to our clients who are hiring us for those services Mm -hmm. that what we found we just rebranded and not rebranded we redid our core values and one of our number one core values came out to be like education like our mission is really to educate people so good on educate small business owners on what it means to hire somebody to do local SEO for you and what it means to hire someone to build your website this day and age. And like those things, if you know what you need and how you can hire anybody and you can decide if you want to do it or not. When I taught that class not too long ago to those real estate agents, I told them the only thing I wanted them to gain from the class, because I'm not a social media expert, but I said like, all I want you to gain from this is the understanding of what is there and what exists in that mm-hmm. for your industry in this marketing realm. And then that way you can make an educated decision, not just, oh, I don't like it and I don't want to do it. And it's so hard. Which is how everybody say, feels. Right. But you can actually say, you know what? This is how that works. And I'm not going to invest in that right now, but I can later or I know where the experts are. At least you have an understanding. How about, yeah, you know where to go and you know what you're doing. But a little bit goes a really long way. Like, a, like for social media, like just doing something, you're just putting the energy out there that you care. I think the biggest way on social media is just to interact. We said at the beginning of the podcast, like interact authentically. Yeah. Or just do it. Like if your goal, if you're, those are things I always tell people, like we have salon owners, they're, you know, they're not making that much money. They do not have a marketing budget that includes hiring a social media manager to produce social media for that. So we always are just like, do what you can, but also remember that you're not there to 
Like, don't think about it too much because then you're doing nothing. Yeah. So make a decision and you're going to tort. Think, but don't like excuse it. Like it needs to be done. And it's so free. Like it's free. It's free. And if you have that, if you have a business page on Facebook, Mm -hmm. you can schedule your posts. I know. You can bring your in here. She was working. I know. Come here, princess. Um, it's a good time to close out. Actually, hey, come on, princess. Princess can be a part of it now. Um, I want to have Eric on here regularly. Um, I I wanted this episode to be so laid back. That's why I have one. That's why my dog's here. That's why we're on the couch. Because I get the best information when I'm just hanging out with my friend. And I want other people to have access to that. No, I'm happy to come back. I like it. I enjoy it. My, I think that we're called to educate or like inspire. We enjoy. We really enjoy helping people with these situations because over the last, like we said at the beginning of the episode, seven years ago she started her company, and I was really getting an itch to grow BTN in a different way, and we grew together, and we were both so freaking excited. Also, so freaking tired and scared. Scared is, but you know what? We believed in it bigger than it was. The biggest thing is, is like we believed in it succeeding more than we believed in it failing. And so, a hundred percent. So, like, I think that says a lot about like we weren't really in that manifestation mindset at that moment, but we were all we didn't understand manifesting at the time, but we were already doing it. You know. I remember listening to a podcast back then that was because I I remember at the time saying a lot that I was broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. And then I listened to this podcast and she this girl was like, don't say you're broke. You're not broken. You just don't have any money at this moment. Stop putting out into the world that you're broke. Because when you put that out over and over and over again, that's what the universe reciprocates back to you. Right? That's what you start believe in yourself. And then you don't succeed and you get into this rut and it's like this constant, you know, negativity. So you just have to and start com- yeah. rephrasing, re reframing how you had those negative thoughts. Yeah. No matter what it is, I can't do that. She's in a better city. This is slow. Like catch yourself and say whatever positive reinforcement that you need to say. When I'm in slow season, I'm like, stop saying you're in slow season, you're a learning season. Where exactly mm-hmm. instead of saying I'm broke, you say I don't have the money that I wish I had at this moment, but I will. And it's going to be okay. And the next day is going to come and it's going to be great. And I'm, and I'm not, learning. I, it's not slow season. It's learning. Season. It's learning season. And how can, and what do I need to do? I need to go into a room and I need to brainstorm tons of ideas. And this is the time I can guarantee that in this season that you learn about when shit hits the fan, then you do when shit is smooth coasting yeah you don't learn anything i could promise you that to wit so be grateful for those moments that are hard because you were learning some very important life skills and not only are you going to help yourself in your company you're going to help people that come across you and you're going to be like erica and i who thrive off of that and want to help people and save them from that mistake yeah for sure and uh, people are going to see the passion and see that the they're going to see that you're driven and inspired and I think fi- coming to that and finding that and getting away from this idea that you need to m- be a millionaire overnight because that's not the journey that you want. You, you're you setting yourself up for failure if you think every Google review or whatever is going to give you something instantly. No, yeah. And get, it, it's, it's all it's a layer of recipes, right? Slow ingredient for the perfect recipe 
Right. Oh. It's like a slow cooker. Trent, how did I like it? Oh, she's a rare. Max can get you guys too much. Princess, I liked the recipe with the slow cooker. I think that it's our patience. We don't, people don't realize how much work it takes. Like people will have a new website. Our, you know, we apply to have a new website that goes live, you know, yesterday. And they're like, I didn't have, I wasn't booked fully all day today. We're going to get you. It is not. It's going to happen. Amazon has ruined us. But don't worry. There is nothing like you get, you get, you get, you get. Like, it is patient. And you know what? It's going to end up so much better than you thought it could be by letting it just happen the way. Because you're going to learn to handle the business. Initially, you're not going to be able to handle being bombarded with a ton no that stop that's not i'm sure it's no like yeah that's for television yeah real life doesn't work that way right and it's it still feels just as good princess what do you think i wish that tell us just come on we'll mic her next time (laughs) (laughs) she does me all right thank you erica so much yeah i'm gonna have her own more often i love her dearly I love you. I mean, we love each other so much. You guys have no idea. We've been through so much together, separately, and, but she's just one. She introduced me to my husband. Oh, I forgot about that. We can't even talk about it, but yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how we are. That's the next, that's the next episode, which I think we should do this more regularly and I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Love you. Okay.